Hey everybody, welcome back to Checkerboard Chat, the official sports podcast of the Daily Beacon. As always, I'm Tyler Wombles, and that's to Michael Cole. We're back here bringing you more Tennessee Athletics news, updates, discussions, whatever we feel like conversing about. <laughs> you changed it up today. Just a little bit, just you know, you, you got to keep it going, keep that <laughs> flow going. So first of all, to Michael, just, you mm. know, some pretty big news on the Tennessee track and field front. Obviously, you know, former Vols Justin Gatlin and Christian Coleman did return to Rocky Top. Uh you know, on Saturday, in order to compete in uh, the Tennessee Relays, they were attempting to break the 4 by 100 record, uh-huh. the American record. They were called the America's Team. And so just starting off with that, DeMichael, just what happened with them? Fill us in what happened with them. And uh, just what is some of your takeaways from that? Well, um, they didn't get the record, you know, obviously. But they did, um, I believe it was the best time um, this year in the world. So there's that. And, um you know, people were excited to see um, Gatlin and Coleman both here on the same track on Tennessee's campus mm-hmm. at once, and you know that was just that was fun to see. You know, I, I heard I heard the vibe and the you know the excitement on the track um, was amazing. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, I know a lot of Tennessee fans are probably excited to see them come yeah. back. You know, those are two, you know, very arguably Tennessee's two most accomplished. Uh, you know, runners mm-hmm. in, you know, school history. No, no, I mean, no. obviously Christian Coleman, you know, a little while ago, it was just, you know, a little while ago that he really made headlines, you know, even a Butch Jones was tweeting at him back in back, <laughs> back in the good old days, yeah. um, you know, and just, you know, wanted to get him in some football cleats, but, you know, and uh, there was even a, there was even a track and field athlete, DeMichael, that played in that LSU football game, too. I yeah. think it, Mark Elion Ali- yeah. yeah. was he, his name. Yeah, he had um a sweep. Actually, he had a sweep in that game, and um, I remember everyone in the press box freaking out, like, "Who's this guy? Who's this guy?" It's like, yeah, he he ran track. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, that was he's he's gonna play this year too. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you never know. I mean, as far as we know, he could be the starting quarterback. Oh, yeah. I mean, who knows with this? Team? It, who yeah. knows? You know, we have you know, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of Tennessee fans probably were excited mm-hmm. to see them come back. Uh, obviously, and you know, we were just talking about that. You know, with you know, some track and field players double dipping. Right. The yeah. only I'm trying to think the only other track and field athlete that I know of right now that's on a team is uh my Maya Neal plays yeah. soccer. Um but you know, used to that would be a thing with obviously with Willie Galt, a former Tennessee mm-hmm. player who, you know, was a track star and so wide receiver. So um yeah, but that's what we gotta say about that. So just <laughs> moving on a little bit here. Um Obviously, the, the WNBA draft was, you know, several days ago. Um, Diamond Shields, Jamie Nard, and Mercedes Russell were all drafted in that draft. Uh, Diamond Shields went with the number three overall pick. She's a player that did not compete for the Lady Vols this season. She was in uh, Turkey, actually, competing for a professional team over there. She forewent, she foregoed her uh, final season at Tennessee. So just, DeMichael, first of all, yeah. talking about Diamond Shields a little bit, just what do you remember about her playing time at Tennessee, and what do you think she could bring to an NBA team, a WNBA team, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm an NBA team, too, you know, yeah. you can go with that, but, but to a WNBA team. Dim- Diamond's a very intriguing player, and um, a lot of people believe, and, I mean, it, it's true, she probably would have been the number one pick last year. So, you know, she, she went overseas, and, you know, there was some controversy with, you know, what happened last year with her trying to get in the draft and um, so forth. But, um, yeah, so this year, um, number three pick, which, I mean, that's not too shabby. But 
I mean, she's she's a very good player. I mean, I'm, Diamond, she was very versatile while she was here. Um, I think at her first year in North Carolina, that's where she showed um, that scoring ability that she has. And then she came to Tennessee, she showed that she can rebound the ball well. And she can do a lot more things, too, to affect the game. So I think, um, you know, that, that was the big thing that got her into this top five territory pick. And... Um, yeah, Diamond had a had a good career here. Maybe not a great career, so because you know they didn't get over the top, and you know for for uh, you know several reasons. But yeah, for sure. And then you know moving on from that, obviously Jamie Nard was that second Tennessee player to be picked. She was picked actually the first pick in the second round by Phoenix. Just you know, obviously DeMichael, she was a player this season. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, really strong for the Lady Vols. Showed a lot of leadership. <laughs> you know, she did a lot in that way. So you know. Just to Michael, what do you see from her, and you know what? What do you think she could bring to the WNBA WNBA ranks as well? Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see um how um what what kind of role she has. I think the better the the better the players she has around her, the better the player she is. Simply for the way she the way she plays the game, but um, I can see her. I guess you say um a minimal role probably okay. at the start for sure. Coming off the bench um, for a team and eventually, you know, just carving her way out into some starter minutes. But I think um, for Diamond, she's probably, of the three, she's probably the only one that you can say that's probably most likely going to be starting next year. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, talking about Jamie Nard, she's a player that can do a lot for you on the floor. Yeah. I mean, she could really play multiple positions for, you know, that Phoenix team. You know, she's a player that can hit the three, mm-hmm. but she's also she's you know she played at the four at Tennessee was a forward, you know, in that position. Yeah. Um, she's a bigger body. You know, she's not very stocky, but she is tall. Um, she's a player that can definitely get in there and mix it up. She has a jump shot. Like I said, she can hit threes. Uh, she I think she was second on the team in rebounding. So I think you know, like you said, she may be sort of in that back line right now, mm-hmm. getting into that league. You know, was obviously the first, the second overall, the first overall pick in the second round. But, you know, I think there's a lot of potential for development there. I think that's a player that, you know, a team would be happy to get in order to, you know, almost develop her in right, her role. She right. she might could play guard at that level. She could play forward, you know, probably play just about, you know, any from the two to two to the four position at that level. She'd probably be more of a three to a four. Um but yeah, I think she's a player that for Tennessee obviously, you know, played a lot of minutes on the court, was a leader, was one of their leading scorers, so um, that'll be interesting to see how she fits in the WNBA and how she fits into that role. And then finally, DeMichael, I think, you know, Mercedes Russell. Mm-hmm. She's a pretty intriguing player. Oh, yeah. She's actually headed to the Big Apple. She was uh, drafted by the New York Liberty. Um, obviously, you know, 6'6 frame, you know, very uh, very tall player, led Tennessee in rebounding, you know, was a dynamic scorer as well, mainly, you know, in the post. So just to Michael, break that down a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you see out of her and how do you think she fits into that WNBA life as she transitions now? Um, I, I see her starting off, coming off the bench as well. But, I mean, the sky's the limit more so for, for Russell. I mean, you mentioned her her size. Her size is just sheer off size. You know, she can become whatever she wants to become. And, you know, there were times at Tennessee where you saw maybe um, – she was playing down to her opponent's size. Yeah. But then there were times where you would see her, you know, physically dominate <clears throat> smaller smaller players. So it's just – and I think that, that played a role. You know, she was projected to go higher in the draft. 
um, she kind of fails. She kind of fell. She on, did, yeah. yeah, in the draft. I think a lot of uh, drafts had her going before Nard. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And um, she she fell in the draft board. So obviously, you, you want to know, um, you know, what did Team C that made them, you know, made her drop so far. So there's something, you know, something in there. But you can't like you can't knock the production, like you said. I mean, she's was a great rebounder here, and she was always one of the top, you know, leading scorers on the team. And you know she was reliable, so I mean that's all you can ask for pretty much when you when you're looking to draft a player. And now you're trying to see how much of that can translate when you're playing pretty much top talent every night. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know the thing to talk about with Mercedes Russell begins and ends with her height. I yeah. mean, it's always been that you know you don't see a lot of six foot six centers. You know, in women's college basketball, and when they're there, you know they typically dominate the game as she did. But I think one thing that probably went through these WNBA analysts' mind before she was drafted and then maybe into the coaches' minds now is how she performed, like you said, maybe played down to some smaller players mm-hmm. and then how she performed against players of her own size. Obviously, we know that Aja Wilson got the better matchup, you know, when they played her in the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when they played Oregon State in the NCAA tournament in the second round, a game that the Lady Vols lost, which was actually the first uh, tournament loss on their home court ever, you know, you they had two players that were very close to her height. I think just an inch off. I think one was six foot five, one was six foot seven. I think the six foot seven one didn't play as much, but you know, um, you, she didn't perform as well in those games. She didn't shoot the ball as much. She didn't hit as many shots. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know if that was more due to just the team she was facing. If that was the situation, maybe it was a mental thing that had nothing to do with what was going on with the other centers. But it is a really interesting thing to think about, you know, obviously anytime you go up a level in basketball, in any sport competition, you're going to be playing competition that's better and that's more equipped to face you. Yeah, and so, much more physically gifted too. For so, sure. So, I mean, there yeah. aren't a lot of 6'6 six, six centers, but no. you'll see some very athletic 6'4 six, centers yeah. and 6'5 six, six, centers and, you know, so yeah. For sure, and so I think that'll be something that would be interesting to watch for her, you know, um, anyone that – tunes into the WNBA, you know, maybe over the summer or anything to see, you know, what what she'll bring, you know, how much right. she, like you said, she might come off the bench, see what she brings. But, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see, you know, how these uh, former Lady Vols contribute to the WNBA, how long they stay. I know there were several last season that went. Uh, Jordan Reynolds and Jaquilla Nunn both got drafted, uh, but neither of them made it, um, I think, past training camp on a roster. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure if they're still in the league, to be honest. They might be still be passed around a little bit, but I don't think any of them have played significantly if they are still on the rosters. Um, but, yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll we'll see how that transpires. And now moving to, you know, the men's basketball side to Michael. Yeah. Obviously some big news, you know, just came out, you know, later last week, Chris Darrington transferring from the team. You know, what what's your main takeaway from this to Michael? Well, I think it's, it's two ways to look at it. Um, first way – is it, it opens up a spot. And, you know, they only have one available scholarship, and now you have two with, with the loss of Darrington. And, I mean, pretty much the entire team is coming back. So, and, and, and we know how much Rick Barnes has said that he, he wants a point guard badly. He wants a point guard. So they're going to go out and get a point guard somehow, some way in this recruiting class. So, um, and then the other way is – I mean, Chris Darrington, he went back to Toledo. So yep. I, that's, you know, pretty much basically him going back home. And, um, I mean, Barnes really liked 
Darrington as a player, I remember at the beginning of the season, he said in in their trip overseas, Darrington was the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the at, at the end of the season in his last presser, he said that while other players' games elevated pretty much during the season, Darrington's game didn't elevate as much. Mm-hmm. And you have to wonder how that feels for Darrington. You go from being told that you're, you know, playing pretty much the best on the team to not seeing a lot of time during the season. And that may have affected him mentally and, you know, impacted his decision. But at the end of the day, it opens up a scholarship. And Tennessee's losing two guards, James Daniel, Chris Darrington. Daniel saw more time than Darrington did. And, you know, I expected Darrington to play an increased role this year. Mm -hmm. But you you better believe Chris – I mean, um, sorry about that. Rick Barnes is going to go out and get a point guard. So they'll be fine. I mean, everyone else is coming back pretty much. And they have two scholarships now. So they'll be able to add add even more depth to this team. For sure. And, the, and, you know, you mentioned how Rick Barnes did say that at the end of the season. You know, that's one of the things you get when you have an honest coach. Yeah. You know, oh, Rick yeah. Barnes is known really everywhere as an honest guy, as an honest coach, and, you know, not a rude guy, not you know, but he oh, says yeah, yeah. he says it like it is. Mm-hmm. I think most people would say he's a player's coach, but, you know, he tells it like it is. He'll tell it to the media, he'll tell it to the players, and, you know, um, he, I don't think he sugarcoats it. You know, he lets guys know where they stand. And for some guys that might be interested in transferring, that might, you know, for more playing time, he might have – you know, they might get that those signs pretty early. And that might actually could be to the benefit of the player, you know, if, if, you, if you're really looking for playing time, if that's not something that you think you'll get at Tennessee um, in basketball. But in, you know, other sports we see this as well, could, you know, just head out of there. So I think, right. I think you know, Rick Barnes, his honesty does play a part in that, but not for a negative way specifically. I mean, you know, you want the guys on your team that you want there. And then, you know, if guys need to transfer, if you feel the need to do that, then, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, this is the second year in a row they've they've had to deal with transfers. You know, last year, um, Quay Parker, yep. Shambara Phillips, and you know, this year Chris Darrington. So I mean, maybe it's you know it's maybe he's wanting to open those spots because you know last year they brought in Derek Walker and yep. the recruiting class that they brought in. So we'll see. I mean, how this turns out because he's he said it. I mean, transfer freshman, he doesn't yep. care. He wants that point guard for yeah. sure. And so then just finally, we're going to hit on our last point here. Obviously, the orange and white game coming up on Saturday. Saturday. You know, It yeah. will be the culmination of spring practice for Jamie Pruitt's squad in you know, his first spring practice as head coach of the Tennessee Vols. Um, you know, obviously, we've talked about this some in articles and on here. You know, uh, Pruitt says that he wants it to be like a real game. They might even stay in a hotel that yeah. night. You know, yeah. it's, they're going to do the vol walk. He, you know, um, obviously that was something that with you know Butch Jones, they did do the circle of life, did right. some you know maybe quarterback accuracy drills, that type of stuff. Pruitt wants this to be a real game. He wants this to be legitimate. He wants to prepare his team the right way. So just, you know, previewing this game a little bit to Michael, obviously you will be there for us. And also Will Backus, who, you know, was on the show last last week, will be there. So just, you know, previewing that for us to Michael, what, you, what do you expect to see out of that game? What do you expect to see from Pruitt and the coaching staff? And just how do you think it's going to play out? It, um, it'll be interesting. I'm expecting, I mean – for one, the fans, I'll say, don't expect, you know, Tennessee to just open up the playbook and show you all these new gadget plays offensively and all these blitzes defensively and crazy things because that's not what you're going to get in the, you know, spring game. You're not, you're not going to get that, especially with all the position changes. I know that's been a main thing. 
Pruitt has said, you know, he, he's throwing it all up. He's throwing the full kitchen sink at these players. And he said time and time again, if he has to, they'll run one play the whole game. Now, I, I mean, I doubt they run one play the whole game, but don't expect, you know, just too much of the gadget gadget stuff. Just focus on, I mean, let's see which players are going to step up, which players from last year who showed moments of Brandon Johnson at mm-hmm. wide receiver who'd have a big game and, you know, you didn't see much out of him for a while. Or Marquez Callaway, we saw have some real big games early in the season and even had a big game against LSU. And, I mean, defensively, a guy, I mean, I don't know if um, he'll play or not, Darren Kirkland, but, mm-hmm. you know, they say he, he should be back. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I doubt it, I guess, because – they're you know they're they're, they're protective so sure. um but not even Kirkland Daniel Batuli sure. what what will his progression be like now that he you know he's pretty much insured of a starting role Corte Sapp oh yeah he's put on weight and you know he's still he's still putting on weight and he's moved inside yeah. how how will he fare so it's more about those players last year where you saw the glimpses how will they take that jump that's what. That's what I'm looking um, forward to the most. I know a lot of people want to see the freshmen and, you know, see see how they play, want to see the quarterbacks. But I think that this team will go as far as those players that make those jumps from being contributors last year mm-hmm. to being the stars on this team. For sure. And, Michael, real quick before we go, I know obviously you did just sort of talk about those veterans. Yeah. But in Clemson's spring game, we did see Trevor Lawrence, you know, who's a highly rated quarterback prospect. Yeah. Uh, you know, play well in that game. He, so He threw a touchdown to a guy that a lot of Tennessee people don't, you know, take too fondly of. Exactly. <laughs> yep. But so, so, talk, so, you know, going in that – bringing that style here. Yeah. Are there any younger players that you could see that maybe could show out in the spring game? Do you have one in mind that maybe – could make a big jump and really show out on that stage? You asked me that last week. I would have said Greg Emerson with no problem. But now, I mean, moving him, I don't know. I mean, it, it's really it's really interesting what Pruitt's doing, moving, you know, these guys on different sides of the balls. One side of you wants to think, oh, it's just, you know, a neat thing. You're just trying to get some depth on the offensive line for a practice. And then the other side is like, out of all the defensive linemen, why would you move your highly rated you know, four-star defensive tackle who many expect to be a you know a freshman contributor on this team, and that's what I expect. But I think it'll be Greg Emerson is the guy. I mean, okay, Alante Taylor. He he's a, he's another one to watch. I think he'll be you know explosive and see them trying to get the ball in his hands. But Greg Emerson is the one guy. I mean, he's the guy that the defensive line we saw last year wasn't a strong suit. It wasn't a strong suit up front, and you lose you lose McKenzie, you lose Kendall Vickers, so now you're just you're just reloading. Mm-hmm. So Greg Emerson has he has a good shot to stamp his role on this team, and I believe he'll get some opportunities. So he's the guy that I think can make that impact for sure. But that's gonna wrap it up for us today, guys. Thank you again, as always, for watching. And as always, be sure to check out the Daily Beacon website for more sports content. Uh, Follow us both on Twitter. Follow Daily Beacon on Twitter. However you want to get your news. Um, Thanks for watching. This is Tyler Wombles. That's Michael Cole. We'll be back next week bringing you more Tennessee Athletics news, updates, and whatever we want to talk about on Checkerboard Chat.